listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. How did roaches get started? Started by dirty people, and they was nasty, sleazy, sloppy. They house, they never clean it. Roaches have big families. Your house, they think they own. I tried to kill one on the couch using my telephone. Oh. Roaches think they cute. Girl, I'm not impressed. <laughs> it ticks me off when I find them wearing my mama's dress. Oh no! What's <laughs> happening here? Look at all these roaches around me every day. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Tips podcast. Your host Rod and Karen, and we're live on a Tuesday. That's right. You guys haven't seen us for uh, for, oh, wow. for a little bit. We took a couple days off. Been traveling and shit. Went out to the West Coast. Women, weed, and weather. Um, oh, so gorgeous out there. We got some weather. Not women or weed, but it no. was still a good time. Uh, shout out to UC Irvine. Shout out to Dr. Bambi for having us out. Yes, Dr. Bambi. Sarah Florini. Saw all your beautiful faces. All these fans mm-hmm. showed up. Shout out to Sarah, who's the photographer. Yep. Got to uh, have dinner with all these great people. Like, mm-hmm. really cool stuff. Um, but we did not forget about you guys. We knew what you guys really wanted was a book review for this whole guy roaches in their crib by Quan mills um so before we get into all that first of all is the blackout tips find us on itunes stitcher podomatic search the blackout tips leave us five star reviews and we will read them on the air as long as they're nice we don't do bad reviews guys okay keep it sweet talk to us nicely um you can also do things like email the show the blackout tips at gmail.com you can uh call the show and leave us voicemails as long as they're two minutes or less 704-557-0186 and you can go to our website theblackguywithtips.com vote in the polls leave comments let us know what you think we like all that stuff we do we we are very thoughtful people you guys will have lots of thoughts on this episode i'm I guess sure you will don't forget also you can listen to the show live on crowdcast a lot of people are listening live right now yes they okay? are like i know through the magic of movie making you guys can't see it but there are people in the room with us right now it really is y'all people in here with us <laughs> we are being filmed live uh, on the air guys right now i would pass my camera around so y'all could see them but i feel like it disturbs the ambiance but uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we may be on a tv near you who knows uh at any rate um the official weapon of the show is the taser and the unofficial sport bullet ball and bullet ball extreme and today's podcast is brought to you by listeners like you okay guys shout out to uh pbs and uh npr um before we get into the actual review i did want to bring uh break uh let people know breaking news i interviewed the author of the book yes you did quan mills the uh i guess mysterious is the best way uh it's on your feet now you i put it out for free for the non-premium people that want to hear how his mind works what he's talking about what he's all about um i thought it would be a short interview i was actually going to tag it on to the end of this episode but we got to talking guys you guys know how i do with my interviews (laughs) we were having such a good time i looked up and all of a sudden i was rushing him off the phone right i thought he wasn't gonna have any time next thing you know i was like hey man so uh you got something to do uh uh so but yeah it's a two-hour interview two hours dog oprah could never yonla eat your heart out okay two hours of uh just us talking about black literature talking about his controversial uh (laughs) image and the criticisms he's received and um his like his origin story how he ended up writing like 
he comes from like a marketing background he's you i i want to see what people think about the interview because i think a lot of people have like their own uh like their own like prior judgments yeah versions of him and uh it was kind of cool talking to him because i really was like huh this you are not at all like what i thought and i have interviewed charlatans before so i would know (laughs) uh so it was pretty good um (laughs) but uh yeah let's go ahead and get into our review of this whole guy roaches in her crib okay guys Mm -hmm. um first of all uh this may be a short show okay because this is the only thing we're doing not gonna play guess the race Mm -mm, no games no games i don't have anything to tell you about trump Mm-mm. uh i don't have anything to tell you about um there was a shooting like it was just like tragedy 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 while we were off the air so we like you know what no tragedy today what we do have is roaches and books and okay? ratchetness uh so this whole got roaches written by Quan mills a 4.4 out of 5 on amazon oh uh, i know what you list. better do give me some wine before you get to cracking oh you know what we you know see that's the thing a lot of people think this is ratchet literature or nigliture as uh jaden xd call it shout out to that podcast mm-hmm. um but we here at the blackout tips we love black stuff and we like to treat it with the class that it deserves so I'm we have brought yeah. <laughs> our wine mm-hmm. and our cheese and our crackers so we we will be treating this with the aplomb that it deserves mm-hmm. uh today's wine uh bayshore pinot grigio mm. mm-hmm. a little pinot 2016 of course it was a good year until <laughs> november it was so. a good year <laughs> it was 11 months of a good year yes do you have you have some you need some i need some okay slide that on over here i got you player um yeah because well, i was like we're not gonna start this without no wine i didn't pull that out for my health we all know karen is an alcoholic so <laughs> <laughs> we have, to, have to act accor- accordingly around here yes uh of course what does your glass say my glass say shit's about to get fancy what's your glass say mine says shit's about to get sloppy and i feel like they're both correct yes and crackers and shout out to the keebler elves Mm-hmm. and the cheese is some um jalapeno cheese jalapeno pepper jack yes yeah, shout, out, shout to out to Publix deli come on uh so anyway um this hoe got roaches in her crib volume one which i feel like was kind of like a trick you know what i mean <laughs> right because we went into this thing and we were gonna get the full story, story i did too you know and so they kind of hunger games us where it ended and they was like but for real though it's like two or three more parts to this um and there are of course the other two volumes are out this hoe got roaches in their crib um two which i believe is this hoe got roaches uh and rats in her crib or some shit like that oh oh we we roaches and rats oh my bad yeah it's a whole it's a whole ecosystem kingdom what's happening here it's a whole ecosystem up in fred creature's house okay (laughs) uh eat your heart out uh charlotte's web okay um but yeah and yeah this whole got roaches in her crib episode two and then i believe episode two i mean then there's an episode three which is the finale and i didn't plan on it when we started because i didn't know if i would like the book or not but i I 
probably end up reading this whole series even though we're only going to review this one right so if that's kind of giving you guys a hint of what we thought about the book uh that that's some little foreshadowing there i know see we everybody got 4-1 and we told y'all we were gonna cover it so you know spoilers are coming for for volume alert so you know if you're like i ain't finished reading this is we all that's all we gonna talk about it's bully spoilery spoilery right so um the basic plot is austin Watkins, a 35 year old single father who is in prison Mm -mm -mm. uh for running guns uh he has a daughter with a woman named fred quisha who is basically like an evil stepmother in every disney and fairy tale every every child's tale she checked all the boxes mean mean bitter bitter ugly uh although sexual promiscuousness was not in any of the disney mm-hmm. tales i read so yeah i mean it might have been in there but you know walt disney was like hey right. I'm, I'm i only do uh pg and pg-13 <laughs> cinderella stepmama might have been getting it in for all that we know we what? don't know actually that's the unedited version that they didn't <laughs> want to tell us about right that's the adult version she may uh, have had roaches in her crib uh but yeah so we ended up with uh with uh fred quisha uh and then she has two other sons uh who are in the book but just barely like they're in the book but they're not really um main factors in the book no they're not um uh and then uh matter of fact what were their names i'm about to look them up real I don't quick remember them boys names kwamani and zamir okay zamir uh 12 and 10 years old so we have them uh as her i guess evil step siblings um and they don't they, bother nobody they all, they, 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 it's like she ain't even dead to them yeah like she treats them well they don't care they're ne'er-do-wells whatever uh and then of course we have mrs watkins who is austin's mom and kind of our fairy godmother yeah i'd say our protagonist in this in this in this book is not actually austin the the prisoner the inmate but mm-hmm. his mom right who is trying to uh free maya from the clutches of the evil fred quisha okay mm-hmm. uh and that is essentially our tale before we get started karen what uh would you say like this about this book overall like what you you liked it you like didn't like it what'd you think i loved it i had a ratchet ass ball time um <laughs> i had fun uh i was in from the beginning uh and you know it's the type of reading where about after the first paragraph or two you know if you in and out like it, it ain't one of them books that you know sometimes you read you kind of got to get into it you're like oh man they tri- ain't no tricking we tell you up front what you're gonna get either you, you you dig it or you don't uh i was in i was all in i had a ball i laughed uh and laughed some more and some more i had fun i was surprised by the quality of the book to be quite honest correct now we have done another book on the ratchet reading club i believe it was food stamp bitches it was food stamp bitches also a volume one they got a volume two that we didn't know was coming mm-hmm. i don't i don't know if this is like a black thing <laughs> so, like is harry potter like this it's like everybody read harry potter and then next week it's like jk rollins like and actually y'all i got some more come on uh but yeah so uh i thought it was very it was very well written uh for my expectations um and then Quan Mills has like a master of taking micro situations and expounding them to the macro. Yeah. Think the things that make it happen. So we're not just talking about Fred Quisha, the evil, abusive, 
uh straight from the novel precious uh <laughs> right when she straight from it <laughs> like we're not talking just her it's like well how does she get a landlord that doesn't care that she doesn't keep her apartment clean and lets rats and roaches roaches live in his apartment right and how do we get uh who also doesn't want to see child protective services get involved because this may mean they investigate his living um mm-hmm. you know is his building um he talks about that um we talk about redlining he talks about gentrification yep he talks about the uh the uh industrialized prison system in this book right and also you also somebody talks about he talks about child welfare and that system and how slow it is to do shit it really was interesting because i was sure it was just gonna be kind of like um just the story of the what these people did but it ends up kind of deep having these uh i guess these uh omnipotent narrative moments um the other thing i would say i noticed about the book is his tone is very like judgmental of like fred quisha like mm. i'd say it's unscathing right it kind of reminds me of talking to my grandma uh rest in peace but it reminds me of my grandma how she would be like uh i love your aunt well let me tell you what that mama let me tell you about your aunt real quick ah! okay first of all she don't need to be having that man up in here you know and so it felt like i was let in on a secret some right. somebody that knew the story about fred quisha and maya and just was spilling all the tea telling all their business to me the reader at home and i ain't had no business being there yeah and i felt like a little it was a little invasive like i don't know if i should be <laughs> should yeah. i leave like a lot of these choices that you make narratively were very biased choices like it was like and can you believe this bitch said like it was very much like that she also did this right so i kind of want to get into the story and talk about some of the highlights i've highlighted several passages we'll kind of read them we'll talk about that we'll talk about the characters all that stuff okay um the first thing i want to highlight i knew i was gonna like this book from page one chapter one yeah because it started like uh like a comedy like half-baked you know i think if they make a movie out of this they should make an animated movie not a live action movie Ooh, animated would be great right because um for example it starts with the personification of a family of roaches yeah went through their background their history yeah fred quisha sees this roach and she tries to kill it um but when she sees it, it we kind of take on the roach's entire family history <laughs> ah we do y'all the biggest roach daddy roach senior embarked on a dangerous journey to lead his family to a mecca of stale food his wings fly lightly flapped he used his long wise antenna to lead his loyal wife of 32 days the two well-trained days. the two well-trained teenage sons uh i guess teenage days i don't know um and their precious baby daughter towards the distant smell of decaying dominoes pepperoni and sausage pizza crust hiding away in a dark corner of fred creature's messy apartment living room um so one do roaches have families is this i don't know how much research i I, I don't know like i don't know if they are nurturing i mean they got family trees and we just didn't know yeah i didn't know that you know they stayed together as a unit i mean they take family portraits i don't know worried about daddy roach senior and his 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 well-being his loved ones uh but yeah that paragraph in particular immediately was like it was almost like some dave Chappelle half-baked type shit where i was like oh what a interesting perspective to 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 read to tell this story through the plight of this roach not to mention uh i watched this tv show called animals on hbo yeah and 
animals is exactly that it takes the perspective of animals and gives you the story every week and here's this moment where we're 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 listening to the thoughts of a roach this particular crush daddy roach sen, uh senior scented has had been nestled away for weeks shit possibly months out of the purview of other vermin living in the grimy apartment had Frequisha's mama taught her the importance of admiring cleanliness as a virtue the month's old crust would have been a non-issue perhaps then Frequisha would have not been staring down the critter family peacefully pilgrimaging along the hallway's dusty white cracking baseboard um so yeah that took me out um (laughs) the description of like i said her landlord yeah and the hustle that he had description of her yes like this is like still chapter one but like you know verse two chapter one or whatever nate garrison a retired 67 year old postal worker worked on the corner of 63rd street and halsted avenue uh i don't live in chicago if these streets don't connect y'all need to i don't know corn. i don't know the rules uh 12 years ago after giving the united states postal service 30 hard sweaty years of carrier service the Chi-Town bronzeville native decided to dab into real estate per the advice of his younger brother lewis the younger brother had owned some low-income rental property throughout the predominantly black south and white sides of the city and big bro nate wanted to get a slice of the apparently rich and decadent rental property income pie it goes on for this mm-hmm. for like a few paragraphs we never come back to this no but it's just this we i don't know the de- details yeah it's just this detail he's thought this world clearly through in a way that i hate to say it but our dear beloved food stand bitches did not that you know what they did not you would meet characters and yeah there's some people in that book i wish we could have known more about yeah like you know he i feel like if he would have written food stand bitches we would have found out exactly how they got in those situations a little a little deeper and yeah, then right. also what leads to these situations being able to be exacerbated by you know the circumstances they're under so correct well, then we get introduced to fred quisha i had to highlight this paragraph because <laughs> fred quisha is apparently a mess a hot mess fred quisha 34 once a vixen back in her day was now a tired ass looking hoe who still <laughs> <laughs> you know a tired ass looking hoe karen <laughs> <laughs> the time when she she looked like she ain't even up for the job today who stood about five five and weighed a solid 213 pounds she thought she was around 175 but she hadn't been to her general family physician dr patrice in a while her doctor was down at the block now down the block at the free women's health clinic but fred quisha only made a visit when she had a bad yeast infection sti or when she get a long lasting turbulent case of bacteria vaginosis oh known only known once for her small waist fred quisha was now in possession of a plump undefined midrib remnants of what was once uh, a thick uh, ass now resembled two steroid injected brown potatoes lumped together uh, a set of double d drooping titties hung from her chest with no bra on it was visible from the shirt covering her chest that she had both nipples pierced it was uh it's not uh, painting a pretty picture very descriptive as you could as you all can tell yeah and as i said and you can tell from the description is it's it's very judgmental right it's like yes this ratchet bitch was you know it's, it's not like letting you this decide. out of shape hoe right she did she she's nasty too her vagina's all messed up um she broke y'all she broke so then he also describes the court situation yeah now this is kind of heartbreaking um but this is why i was telling her in the interview though 
it's such a hot button topic among like black twitter black social media right like we call them gender wars right yes we do and you see it like uh for example if future put out a rap song and he said something bad about sierra you can like bet money that is going to be a hot topic uh among the black social media space for a day or two at least yes it is and it almost always divides by dudes somehow identifying with future and women identifying with uh sierra right right and this could happen within Nas and khalees this could happen with um um who's uh mary j blige and kendu isaac whatever mm-hmm. his name was right so i i asked him like do you mind those topics for that and i don't i don't I think it's almost like coincidental right but um the this court system thing is one of those things yeah it is like if you listen to like a hotel black dude he will tell you that it is the government keeping black men from their families and that you know every brother wants to be a good father but all these women out here trapping dudes <laughs> that's and, not always true right i'm like you can't really trap 775 an hour i don't think <laughs> come on who wants to trap that <laughs> i feel like people have higher aspirational goals than, right than, than trapping uh the minimum wage uh demographic no offense but right. uh everybody can't be trapped you know uh, but he kind of does like pick up on that stuff so you have i think this description of this court system where essentially austin her baby daddy is almost made out to be the victim of this woman right this like this uh seductress i feel like it's the wrong word but (laughs) (laughs) succubus i don't know i don't know (laughs) pick the right s word guys um but it's like he's he's made out to be like this guy who just got caught up with this woman and had no idea they have this daughter he wants to be there for his daughter but apparently austin has the worst family judge of all time over his case (laughs) the worst ever right like he doesn't care that she's abusive he doesn't care what his daughter looks like he doesn't the only thing that matters you can't have your baby back not even a little bit uh like most of these nonchalant non-caring family courts that seem to always side with the mother even without doing faithful due diligence judge kathleen steinberg right before austin uh was sentenced and locked up through the gauntlet at him the judge refused to hand over custody to austin's mother her reasoning was that the courts couldn't trust the family of a man who was a reputed gang member and gun trafficker now in all fairness if you continue to read the book that nigga did that shit yes he did (laughs) he was robbing and selling uh, selling guns like it wasn't like he got framed you Mm -hmm. know he did that shit like if you look at the if you look at the way it's written it's almost like you're gonna like you waiting on them later to drop the hammer like and he, he wasn't was. even there right or mistaken identity yeah like it was his twin brother no Mm-mm. austin is a criminal okay a full pledge one too it might uh, there might be a court that's like i don't know if a violent robbery expert and gun runner should necessarily get unquestioning custody of the child the other thing is there hadn't been any like reports of abuse on fred Carisha. right uh now part of that was because i think like dcs and stuff had child services haven't gotten involved they haven't come by our house so and, as far as they're concerned ain't nothing wrong right um but it does let you know like the kind of bias that the author has because that's a very like like i said i thought it was gonna just be a hotel book because it's a very like anti-black woman stereotype like of course the courts would give any woman uh custody over a good man but they like uh yeah we don't want to give it to the dude is out here slanging and, and right and doing illegal shit either 
meanwhile in real life like the court system is so like we get graded on a curve as men because the court is like you showed up wow you must be father of the year right you actually kind of sort of care just give him the baby oh woo case dismissed you know but apparently austin ended up with a very unfair judge um so uh fred quisha did do the bare minimum to provide for her daughter's basic necessities however she obviously showed more love to her support towards the two older sons kwamani and zamir always had the freshest and latest shit jordan's playstation cell phones you name it and those two young bad if you name it those two young bad nigga boys had it um <laughs> do not know what the nigga part was for but yes sure that's a descriptive term um meanwhile maya is living in desolation like literally she's under she's abused emotionally physically you don't don't eat she, she, yeah she's barely drinking right she doesn't get food the boys get all the chicken and all the good food that eventually ends up as roach food and maya's getting like snackables and shit you know right. can't watch both thing can't watch tv yeah one of the most harrowing scenes to me was maya having to kill that roach for the first time i don't blame the baby i'd have been panicking too yeah like she was scared of a roach she, she called her mom and fred Kreisha in her tough love was like don't be scared of that roach you gonna kill that roach i'm gonna hit you and all this stuff and like kwan is really good at writing these moments that you would think i'm reading this quote-unquote ratchet story and yet here i am like feeling a little like feeling a little tight like here i am feeling a little like i'm feeling something reading this like i hope that baby's gonna be okay you know i hope i'm gonna be okay i'm grown and you be like here that road i'll be like she like i should be able to laugh but a part of me was like i just want my to to to, like live i don't want to end up with uh you know baby getting thrown out a window like a tyler perry movie <laughs> come on come on that's why i carry roach spray like guns you, you <laughs> they come around here roger you know i would have the whole house thinking like rain no sir why don't they have roach spray they have roaches like this is not you see a roach like i have roach spray in my house i see a roach about once every six months and freak the fuck out i'm like oh what, what's happening from right stay outside they see roaches every day and they're just like let's squash it with a with a slipper and keep it moving I, I just don't know how how they how they're making a living i'm anymore. like that about bugs period you don't pay rent why are you in here so here's the here's the emotional scene right don't make me oh sorry <clears throat> don't make me ask you again or else fred quisha interrupted instantly cutting off maya's plea fred quisha ambled deeper into the room and towering over her visibly shaken daughter now i said get your shoe and go kill it now silent and quivering a tear ran out of maya's right eye and she some this is some uh 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 root shit when kunta got beat like Aww. just that one tear coming down and shit uh, i'm scared slap without hesitation fred creature's right hand went across maya's face i said kill it in fact go kill it with your hand fuck the shoe and so she had to go kill that 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 roach with her own bare hand as a child no sir nobody should have to live through this and yet this is maya's every day not eating being blamed because fred quisha hates her daddy you know dealing with abuse watching her two brothers get treated the best in the world like kings it essentially is a cinderella story here it is i'm just waiting on a slipper or something to help her out um this is when we get introduced to our what i would consider our real protagonist right because mrs watkins comes over to pick up uh maya 
maya austin watkins daughter you know uh of course ray Kusha has multiple baby daddies as yeah. one would as as you do uh <laughs> so uh, not judging i mean we have a president mm-hmm. with multiple baby mamas i mean what are we supposed to do so uh it was interesting because miss watkins is clearly disturbed and i love how every time someone enters fred quisha's house we gotta go through the explanation again that's like oh <laughs> and the thing about miss watkins uh the whole, whole thing was like Woo, if i was about 10 years younger i would whoop your ass that like her whole mind the whole time was like you be- bitch you better be glad i'm old right better be glad these knees can't bend like they used to or i will put my foot up your ass mrs watkins <laughs> entire dial inner dialogue is 100 percent ready for the smoke it is with the hands it is with the smoke it is 100 percent ready like she got a chimney going it is smoke all the time but she's just too old she's put up her fighting gloves right and she knows that her granddaughter is in a precarious situation that would not be aided by her whooping her mama's ass but lord knows she wants to come on come on she was like well i better get to see the baby anyway if i show my ass she ain't gonna let me see it at all and there's kind of some classism at play here too because mrs watkins and her family are kind of upper class right they just happen to have a son who was in prison who had sex with this woman who had a baby and now they live in projects so um but yeah so uh mrs walken enters the house this way the house horribly reeked the smell tearing apart her nostrils was almost (laughs) inexpressible and an aromatic melange of fish pussy cheap alcohol oh lord i forgot that part fish pussy cheap alcohol cigarettes roach spray fried chicken piss booty cheese must hair grease old hair weave unwashed clothes rotting food and pickle juice overwhelmed mrs watkins nasal nasal cavity that's a lot of odor going on there dog that's a lot of stuff hitting them nose hairs it was the fragrance of object squalor and ratchetry the irony (laughs) The irony, though, was that Mrs. Watkins could tell Fred Quisha attempted to mask the conglomerate of disgusting smells with some cheap dollar store zested mountain spring air freshener. So everyone that goes in this house has to have this moment, right? Um, Mrs. Watkins sees roaches. Uh, she looked at the ceiling, saw a, a group of big thuggish roaches running a train on some thought roach in the corner. <laughs> her thick roast, her thick roach pussy juice splashed all over the place. the mind of Quan mills what is going on how who would even even if you did be thought and do even if you saw roaches having sex no one is like is that roach pussy juice except Quan mills apparently who is that detailed with his explanation i guess thought and cross species right (laughs) uh mrs watkins has a son jonah who is also austin's brother maya's father so uh he comes and picks her up and just sees how disheveled every like she is leaving the house like jonah is also they're they're all aware that they don't come from this and they're so uneasy and they're coming to take maya out for a day to go see her father who is uh they're in prison is having a daddy daughter dance right um and so they're gonna go take maya to that and kind of give her a day out of this prison and the only reason fred quisha is okay with this uh is that she's trying to get some dick mm-hmm okay fred quisha is like you interrupting my flow these kids are stopping me from having sex okay so i'm sending the two boys off with my mother because my mother will treat them well and i love my my two boys Mm -hmm. 
but i'm sending that girl to her you know to her grandmother so she can go see her daddy in prison and meanwhile i'm going to be getting it in um and she does get it in with two young street wild urchins uh <laughs> named deontay and marvin and this was an adventure now this seems to be some sort of sex for drugs exchange yes um the barter system if you will fred quisha is not a big fan of capitalism she's more of a trade person so um ah. deontay is very much like i'm going to have sex with this nasty woman in her nasty house marvin who is his drug co-conspirator or whatever his co-drug seller uh he is not okay with having sex in a dirty house Mm-mm. he thought it was till he walked in there right he like he thought oh we're gonna both go have sex with this woman which people do that all the time you know oh yes i'm not gonna shame anybody's kink but um once it happened once he knew that the place was gonna be disgusting he sort of changed his point of view okay well just as, okay well just as a warning shorty's crib might be a wreck she kind of nasty with it but that pussy fire though deontay confessed marvin let out a nervous chuckle <laughs> nigga what we finna fuck a bitch who got roaches and shit in her crib like are you for real yeah man but shit i'm telling you that pussy is smacking and the bitch will slurp on a dick and drink nut like it's motherfucking vanilla bean frappuccino from starbucks vintage size Aww. that's the tallest my nigga bro yo you nasty as fuck marvin laughed choking on the weed smoke i'm gonna have to do an assessment of this big crib before i decide if i want to fuck or not marvin snickered again and shook his head the slight chubby tan buddy wondering if his dude was playing games with him and just trying or just and just trying to deter him from getting some ass but he was down for whatever if the bitch was offering some ass he was up for the task <laughs> oh for the task i got the do list well of course men are trash uh as like, <laughs> we have the lowest standards uh <laughs> pussy there i'm in that's why they call it a reverse gangbang right because ah, all gangbangs are a bunch of nasty dudes who are like i'll have sex with the same person if you will like uh anyway as the monte carlo made uh as the monte carlo came up to the intersection of 63rd and halstead deontay spotted shorty's building then parked on the empty side street deontay checked to see if any parking meters lined the street nope good because he owed the city three hundred dollars in parking tickets and one more a big ass yellow boot was going on one of his monte carlo tires three hundred dollars apparently you know didn't have time to get to the court and pay the bill he chucked the engine off took the keys out the ignition and stuffed them into his pocket all right so like i said don't get freaked out and shit because the hoe a little filthy with it but she gonna suck them balls might even lick your ass oh nah she can suck on them balls but the ass is completely off limits we'll see <laughs> marvin my god wait you're looking like you know something I, I don't know what's happening is it magical what's, what's happening marvin produced a scowl on his face and hung his mouth open in disgust <laughs> nigga you gay um uh-huh. they get to the crib okay marvin's eyes widen at the filth splattered across the entire apartment like i said we go through this every time someone enters our house every single time y'all and almost wanted to instantaneously throw up at the portfolio of disgusting smells punching him in his mouth even his mouth i don't even know that. uh ain't, i guess your mouth was like oh wait a minute i can't take it either uh ain't it funny how sometimes you can smell shit no pun intended through your mouth 
<laughs> no this is, this is the stuff i'm talking about his narrative voice that's like i told you that you right? see what i'm saying like like i like i was sitting there reading it going it is funny how you can smell shit through your mouth that, that's a good point Quan. thank you uh, silent marvin's eyes peered into the kitchen and saw the sink overflowing with dishes the fuck he thought to himself completely blown the fuck away he truly thought deontay was fucking with him at the condition uh, about the condition of fred quisha's apartment he went lying but he obviously wasn't joking this bitch need a yala van sant to come and give her a reality check into the depth of her filth <laughs> and will. fix her dirt right listen beloved i'm not coming in your house Mm-mm. you cannot lay on my bosoms because roaches no. might get on me Mm-mm. um <laughs> harriet tubman wouldn't have been that anyway uh, <laughs> the freedom harry tubman didn't have roaches uh marvin looked down and instantly snapped ah stomp stomp ah a roach ran across his shoe and he screamed quickly trying to kill it deontay looked at marvin slightly embarrassed bro chill the fuck out it's a fucking roach you scared of roaches pussy nigga yes yes, yes i am everyone should be yes <laughs> they don't belong here have you seen one fly okay yes i have it will scare the fuck out of you man fuck you that roach was the size of a cat looking at try to run up my pants and shit boy bye fred Creature lightly roared and rolled her eyes where's you from anyway ain't you from the hood too man i'm from the south side 71 said and jeffrey but but what you ain't seen a roach before nigga you a lie i mean i've seen a roach before just not a thousand marvin joked <laughs> anyways fred creature slightly annoyed rolled her eyes and huffed but just that quickly she changed her disposition smiled and stuck her tongue out so what y'all on this weekend and from that point on we basically end up with a orgy yeah yeah mm-hmm. a nasty a description of 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 whatever you whatever you imagine and that's what happened yeah it, it was a nasty roach infested sex party that i don't know how anyone could participate in come come on like i remember there was a time where uh we had got a remember we got that went to that motel and had ants in it yes this was honey this was years ago when we first first right. uh had to better get credit cards uh hell no nothing's we happening like let's go i was like let me get my stuff and get the hell out of here no i'm not having sex in the ant place that's not roaches that's just ants that was, that was ants ants are like the respectable animals of the insect right. family ants are like <laughs> we just might bite your ass ants got jobs 401k come you know on what I'm they like look we trying to save up for winter right it was like, like y'all just happen to be in the way while i'm trying to trying to uh, get my stash they're industrious family oriented you know what i'm saying come and on. we trying to get back ants. to the crib not even ants hell no like they feminists they got a monarchy I mean, come on the queen run everything <laughs> come on um anyway fred creature felt dante make his move he slowly slipped his hand down into her shorts and then gently rubbed her increasingly wet moist pussy lips then ah! then he twiddled her fat the description then he twiddled her fat pulsating clit it was pulsating uh despite the ah, like a heartbeat what's <laughs> happening here despite the orgy of nasty smells circulating throughout the apartment fred creature's pussy was hot and rank enough to peripherate up to dante's nostrils it was it wasn't so much as a bad smell though just heavy a sign to deontay that fred creature's coochie was hot and ready for some dicks to slide in and tear Mm -mm. them pink walls down Mm -mm. that's the wrong type of hot baby 
he was gonna chop them uh <laughs> vermin infested cakes of smithereens no thank you fred creature lightly moaned with her eyes closed she then opened them and gawked at marvin who looked ready to get his meat slurped on what you waiting on let me suck that dick she commanded Uh, uh, marvin got up from his seat and made his way over to the couch now see i was really hoping right here that it was like marvin got up from his seat and ran out the apartment come on ran out screaming (laughs) never to be seen again no (laughs) drugs was like what's wrong he said i'm giving up my life a crime i'm gonna get a ged this was crazy (laughs) right (laughs) what was i thinking like no but that's not what happened and left his boy home but they're stranded He quickly pulled his shirt up and then unbuttoned his pants. He pulled down his pants and boxes in one swift motion, immediately exposing his hardened seven and a half inch penis to both Fred Quisha and Deontay. Now, any person might think some potentially bisexual shit was about to go down, but this was a common thing for a lot of homeboys to do. Find some hood rat thought bitch who was... <laughs> thought bitch! That feels like, feels like he's redundant, right? That feels like three of the same thing. <laughs> hood rat thought bitch anyway (laughs) who was willing to do multiple dinos all at one time dino was a chicago niggas way of saying dick thank you right right because for the exclamation i wouldn't have known i thought some jurassic park was about to happen right i was like what's happening here where the dinosaurs come from is that a velociraptor right getting in on this train um so then uh they end up fucking you guys you know i'll spare you the, the other unsavory details um and then we get introduced first for finally to austin mm-hmm. austin is pretty much our last piece of the puzzle of the main characters that is maya's daddy and maya's daddy is just a guy who just got caught up with the wrong people made a couple bad decisions and is ready to turn his life around yes he is and i know we're supposed to like him because he looks like morris chestnut according to the description according to the description <laughs> so uh i feel like morris chestnut is the placeholder for likable brown-skinned black man um uh if we were doing fantasy casting of actors to play portray these parts i feel like we can get morris chestnut i feel like that's not a huge no offense to morris if you're listening ah! don't take that personal fam i'm just saying make your money i feel like i feel like you know what i'm saying you can secure this bag okay don't act like you're too good for this Mm-mm. okay because we're gonna end up with damn columbus short and it's gonna ruin everything we need you buddy we okay need you austin up until his junior year of high school always had his ambition set on going to school to study architecture however when he turned 16 he got involved with a local gang and started committing petty crime shoplifting selling nickelbacks weed and coke was his start to his trouble eventually he became a jack boy especially robbing affluent white snobs on the city's north side and downtown and then he started selling drugs i mean starting selling guns mm-hmm. and the atf gets involved and um you know it's chicago there's very heavy penalties for selling guns yes, it is. um he has a great lawyer because his family has money and connections so he doesn't go to jail forever but he's going to jail yes. um i don't think he ever really even got a chance to be in maya's life Mm-mm. because uh because of this and his family spent so much money um like a hundred thousand dollars on his legal defense right. that it hurt even his family you know i believe his father died his mom's still alive and his brother's still there so um and then he has some friends in jail you know they talk about that uh they're very excited for the daddy daughter dance Mm -hmm. Uh, i believe he has a friend named demario who yeah his fiance and daughter get caught in a drop uh crossfire of a drive-by shooting yeah and right before the dance yeah his the daughter dies mm-hmm. the fiance gets shot she's in critical condition 
he learns this news right before the dance he threatens to kill himself and gets put into the psych ward yeah so this is the mentality of all like austin's going into this daddy daughter dance very fragile realizing yes. that you know i need to be a better father i need to be ready rededicated to um to 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 not going back to jail i want to i'm not making any mistakes this is the time that i am ready to turn my life around mm-hmm. okay so of course shit is gonna go wrong and it all went wrong right i felt like kwan was dangling this in front of us for like five chapters okay this like will they have a daddy daughter dance will maya get to finally see her daddy right and we went through it to get to that moment we did it was, yeah it was a lot that happened we're also introduced to dr sterling here dr sterling is the lesbian woman who was a counselor at yeah. the uh jail trying to help the non-violent criminals see the, see their families and yes. get out right yes in my mind i would like to see um the woman that played maxine from living color uh, for um living single yes i like to see her do this character she would kill that role yeah uh i don't know why i'm drawing a blank with her name but you, you guys know mm-hmm. what i'm talking about in the chat room one of y'all will come up with it um but i like to see her do it because i feel like she would be good at this role um so uh uh someone said tashina arnold no erica alexander there you go yes but tashina could do it too though tashina could who said that brawling you're right anyway um so she's like talking to austin like hey i know it looks bleak your homeboy just found out that his uh fiance and daughter just got shot up you gotta stay strong black man you know and i like this it's interesting i like this character because i feel like a lesser book makes that some sort of sexual thing right you know like some sort of love interesty thing but he quickly threw in there like she's a lesbian this is just about her helping her people and wanting to see this man get out of prison right. and there's nothing nothing to see nothing here. else there um so um we end up uh with him just kind of getting dressed and waiting for the um for the um you know for the daddy daughter dance we also he's we're introduced to a crew of prisoners that i won't get into all of them but we're introduced to a bunch of them um so we also find out here that um um it's time for him to go to the dance he's nervous and this kind of got me a little emotional but he's like he's so fragile like if if maya doesn't show up at this thing it is going to fuck him up you're right and there are very strict guidelines to getting into the prison right to yeah. see the father yeah you have to be checked in you can't be late they stop at a certain time because you know they got to do background check. it's a lot right um so he and like i said he's supposed to be a sympathetic figure like this description with the lighting in the auditorium retrofitted to resemble a prom the entire auditorium glowed with soft pink lighting that matched the princess-like linens and faux diamond sparkling decorations that the inmates worked on all day as austin kept taking small sips from the cup he kept seeing flashes of maya enter his head he didn't know exactly how she was going to look in two years going growing from four to six years old can make any child look visibly different just thinking of all the time he lost not seeing his baby was slowly pulling at his delicate heartstrings and right then and there as a dj put on luther vandross's dance with my father austin came to the full realization that he was failing as a father oh i feel like that was that was supposed to be emotional like we'll have our moment 
it's like oh god oh, here, here i go the dance. oh no <laughs> here go the waterworks um so uh of course um mrs watkins picks up fred Cresha, and um because fred Cresha has never really had anything they take her to like sizzler on the way to to the house and to her they might as well took her to uh the finest dining of disneyland ever right because she was grubbing she was like we gonna sizzler because it was so such a rare treat for her to even get some food that was like all, not, all i can eat grandma all, all you, you can get eat. whatever you want baby no she paid kid price which was 3.99 and it's such a sad scene because it's like damn her mama really ain't shit <laughs> you won't even let her get sizzler come on now um so and the whole time mrs Watkins is probing for uh information like is your mom mistreating you why so you kind of emaciated you're tiny for your age right um you not like you've grown any since the last time i seen you yeah she's looking at her hair her dress her teeth her teeth and she's asking these questions because look if fred creature won't go to the doctor unless her pussy is broken and out of order you know she ain't taking her daughter to the dentist Mm-mm. come on now um so they have these moments where she's you know and jonah's there the brother and his heart is breaking because they're realizing this is an abusive situation this is more than just uh, a mean mom this is an abusive mom emotionally physically financially every way you can think of it um and so they're making her have this it turns into like a make-a-wish moment they are making her have the greatest day of her life which is going to sizzler and getting to go see her daddy come on uh so this is another part that i thought was dope brian's downstairs watching tv miss Watkins comes and gets her takes her upstairs to the bedroom she opened the bedroom door and allowed maya to walk in first without second within seconds the girl's big doe brown eyes widen once they attached to a princess tiana dress inspired from disney's princess and the frog maya had a fanatical obsession of the movie and always envisioned herself being just like princess tiana the last time maya came over to her grandmother's house she watched the movie at least 10 times her grandmother gave her a copy of the dvd so she could watch it at home but once she got back to fred creature's house mommy dearest in quotes took it away and inevitably sold it at the local electronic store to get weed money evil just an evil woman evil stepmama evil, evil step. real mama e- yeah evil real mama <laughs> um and so she gives her the dress and they, they describe the dress and it's so beautiful and stuff and maya's crying yeah the dress was four hundred dollars on etsy like that's how much miss watkins cares like specialized right you got her the, the crown and the shoes oh and- why are you crying baby girl don't cry i feel like miss watkins could be like viola davis or like lynn whitfield or <laughs> well not nah, lynn whitfield always play an evil grandmama that'd be fred creature mama but uh like you know i feel like there's a there's a few people that could uh could play the role um what's my girl from um blackish uh the grandma yeah she, she everybody black grandmama she would be perfect at that i feel like she could do it you know so oh why are you crying baby girl jennifer lewis jennifer lewis everybody yes. black grandmama don't cry you're gonna make me cry miss watkins exclaimed tipping over her words as a million emotions flooded her body fighting to hold back her own flood of tears mrs watkins held on the mind and rubbed her back consoling her here let's try it on and try to make some adjustments if we need to okay okay maya stuttered wiping her face and sniffling her nose thank you thank you so much granny this is the prettiest dress i've ever seen in my life 
and like i said we we had this this moment and it's just like we want this kid to get out of this situation um what, what happened refresh you're frozen oh mm-hmm. i'm frozen yes right. you are let me refresh my bad y'all um that yes is... several people said it oh actually you know what my internet connection just went down i'm gonna pause this recording oh, and they... bring it back up oh, they... all right technical difficulties guys sorry roaches got in the wiring and cut <laughs> the internet off uh they were not with the uh, ships i'm tired of y'all talking about us uh but yeah so we have this moment you know with the dress um then they ride to the prison and keep in mind they've got plenty of time they're gonna make it they leave early all right traffic isn't that bad normally at this time traffic seems to get a little backed up so they're a little nervous and then they get rear-ended by a girl who was on the phone not paying attention now we the audience at home we know that austin has a very fragile mind state okay his homeboy just tried to kill himself he's worried about failing as a father everybody else's daughter is showing up you know he's got a suit on like this shit needs to happen but on our side it's like what the fuck like uh it's not gonna happen we know maya want to see her daddy right you know this the only pipeline of salvation is her daddy and his upper class family somehow coming to the rescue to get out of the clutches of the evil fred quisha come on and they get in a damn wreck long story short they don't get to the prison Mm-mm. so now everybody's fucked right uh all because somebody had to play on the phone while driving know, everybody was hurt it was a lot of sad and crying right so austin gets to know the news your daughter ain't coming and this whole thing is i don't want to cry in front of these other inmates right he goes to a stall he cries in there i think a security guard sees him crying in the stall like you all right he's like i'm all right and all this stuff and he ends up going back to his cell and taking off his suit and just laying in his bunk and the saddest part of this is he has to walk through everybody Everybody. with their daughters to his cell and i'm just expecting him to cry break down or something but he Mm -hmm. gets all the way back to his cell and it's real sad in the meantime fred is out at the club trying to get some dick having a good time with her two besties well, <laughs> right i actually forgot to put their names out yeah we can't introduce to her two rider guy besties names, but they two her two besties oh i got them takisha and antoinette yes antoinette <laughs> this is the description they bob their weave colored heads to the catch a cardi b song every ratchet bitches come up anthem uh which of course is say little bitch you can't fuck with me if you wanted to yeah yeah you guys know the song you've heard it um mumu was <laughs> mumu is also fred creature's nickname i guess it is mumu all right um here's a typo mumu was did the fuck up tonight oh no that's not a typo that's just slang she was did the fuck up y'all she, she was, was from head to toe she was in full south side niggerette mode <laughs> niggerette mode come on man nah <laughs> sorry um she was a smooth full side side niggerette move mo her lace front ran down her back damn near touching her ass she was rocking a gold v-neck see-through mini dress that hugged every lump and bump on her thighs ass and midsection however tonight to conceal her true bad-bodied figure fred quisha had her corset tightly wrapped around her midsection to stop the combination of belly fat and stretch mark skin from revealing from being revealed to the world at large with no bra on it was somewhat possible with a naked eye to see her pierced nipples 
matching gold stiletto pumps were on her feet now from a cursory glance one would assume fred quisha was a paid boss bitch who ran her own hair shop or nail salon but fred quisha's ass was unemployed and living off of the illinois taxpayers <laughs> so the crew goes out yes there um and we do get descriptions of takisha she's f- short fat and black but didn't mind wearing loud bold neon colored lace fronts mm-hmm. huge gap between the feet and she the bitch looked like she was straight out of baby kids according to this <laughs> uh antoinette was lighter than takisha mm-hmm. shade lighter but but was much slimmer mm-hmm. she she the fine one now she the fine one uh she was a home health aide and was currently going back to school to get her registered nurse license despite fred creatures asserting herself as the de facto leader of the trio given years ago she truly was a standout sexy hoe antoinette now is the sexiest and resembled tiara scrap de leon's baby mama from love and hip-hop atlanta i love that reference come on because i feel like i got it and that was just for me okay um anyway they go out to the club she meets a dude named quantrell and gets in a fight with a azalea banks looking bitch as they describe her um and, but she gets the attention of quantrell and they go out for a night of sex okay she gets in a uber with him blows him in the back of the uber um uh after being upset that he said he still lives with his baby mama which is why he can't take her to his crib no. but they instead get a hotel and i think maybe at this point she knows she can't take him to her crib mm-hmm because we would have gotten another description of that stank ass house come on and we don't need that guys no, okay um meanwhile when it comes to uh maya and her daddy um they're apparently getting like a super secret like this never happens fairy tale prison moment where the police show up to mrs watkins crib in the middle of the night in the middle of the night and they say come with us and she's like oh my god there's something happened to austin is like no just come with us and then austin gets woken out of his cell and they're like come with us put your suit back on and the prison because that guard saw him crying mm-hmm. and his daughter his own daughter died two years ago of leukemia or something mm-hmm. he actually arranges a fairy tale like daddy daughter moment just he, for them to i think it was like the dj or something like that yeah he was yeah so like shout out to the industrial prison <laughs> I, don't, I don't know shout, shout out, out to, to people who people that really care shout out to the people at the prison that give a fuck i guess right uh, um, uh so we do get that moment um and that was kind of cool um and then of course um uh more fred quisha fucking this dude uh she places her index finger over his long lips fred quisha suppressed trails agitation shh she cut his mountain apprehension without hesitation she buried her head down in his lap and fed her mouth his hard dick she was gonna show bay what that mouth do ho is life <laughs> only Quan mills could ho is life yes um uh, and uh this is also when um fred creature decides that mrs watkins can keep maya until the next day All right which is huge for us because on the other side of this fred quisha's abuse is becoming more and more known to mrs watkins right and mrs watkins is feeling more and more desperate and she's now at a point where she is ready to take the child from the mama 
right you know the baby cracks the baby don't mean to she mm-hmm. cracks she cover her mouth she's like no you can let me know mm-hmm. so she finally just tell her everything that's happened she kind of broke down and in her process of breaking down the grandmother is trying to figure out what can i do so that i don't have to end up giving her back mm-hmm. and she don't want to have to wait for the legal system she don't want to do it the right way but everybody that she calls because she called a friend right that was the lawyer they helped her son out and he gave he, he gave her the best advice even though she didn't want to hear that shit he was like look this is not my field mm-hmm. he's like i normally would charge you for this but you got to have proof anything else cannot guarantee that she's gonna stay with you and if even if you do prove it's abuse she's most likely going to go to franquisha's mother because she has full custody so like you just can't do it if you want to do it the legal way to where you actually get full custody and all that stuff you have to do it the right way anything else it just won't cut it because the way the system is designed and also franquisha uh i mean not franquisha mrs watkins is connected yes because like this is a high-priced lawyer that helped with her son's um uh trial and all this stuff so like this family they keep harping on they do have connections right. like things move for them but even with that con- those connections they can't move this child endangerment system any faster then it's gonna move on its own right and so you know she gets frustrated and he told us if you want to do something you got to have records you got to have files so she calls the dss and get all of them involved in her local system and she gets mad at them because they was like yeah we'll take this but there's nothing we can do and we have to actually push this to the jurisdiction that the child lives in which is not ours which means you think we slow they are slower they have more cases you know and then she was like when you deal with them they're going to take information then they got to see if it's worthy or where does it rank you know because it might not warrant to visit it might not even warrant their attention they was like she has no physical marks she has no 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 um mental uh damage or anything that would cause us to have to jump in immediately and she didn't want to hear that right um and we know how fred quisha is spiteful and petty and dangerous and already abusive um so uh and i also alton jones i felt like i wanted keith david to play that role if we get the movie that you know? that would be high powered black lawyer you know that, helping out this family that would actually be really good and and you know the grandmother gets frustrated she gets mad she don't want to follow any other rules so from there she she turns around and she was like well i'm gonna take the baby out to have a good time and you know she mm-hmm. was like fine I'll i'll take her home you know because that's the right thing you know to do yeah they stop by the police station right they stop by the police station she get interviews the baby get interviewed um so they she did the 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 thing the right way it's just a slow system and she yeah and she can't understand why the system is so slow when she wants something done immediately it's true it's truly heartbreaking stuff so mrs watkins we definitely have a case here he muttered so what happens next then mrs watkins grew tense at the sound that something could possibly be done as uh and immediately say the girl well unfortunately right now nothing wait what you just said we have a case though yeah we have a case but in order for the case to have legs and move to rescue you uh rescue the girl here's what needs to happen first we have to relay this information over to dcfs they have to investigate these child abuse allegations these investigations can vary in time some move slow some move very fast very fast depending on the severity of the abuse allegations and the evidence they collect unfortunately in Maya's case all we have is her word the girl doesn't have any substantial markings and that show physical violence trauma assault or any other types of incriminating evidence that would make a chicago police officer arrest her mother fred quisha 
this is after we do know that that maya got slapped this morning for that roach so i guess she's slapping uh she she's like knows how to slap uh doesn't leave any marks mm. um so yeah they end up basically having a point where she has to bring you know her daughter back her granddaughter back to her abuser legally and they go and she can't do it so the baby just breaks down she was like grandma i don't want to go back literally this was heartbreaking this was sad like i read this shit and was like this dude is good at writing because i'm sitting up there like don't put the baby back in the house please lord jesus drive off and and i could imagine her just having a mental breakdown she's like if i take her in here like this she gonna know something's wrong right and she's gonna know we're trying to get the child out of her custody right because she's a child so she don't understand you got to play it cool like that's hard to explain to a child that you got to be patient this scene it was so crazy the dusky skies turned orange the sun began to fade away so did any sense of contentment maya had it was now gone as her innocent doe eyes attached to the cruddy building like i said baby girl we're gonna work to fix the situation and get you out please baby girl do not do anything or say anything to your mother that would make her go crazy grandma please don't make me go inside there i can't i'm just too scared please baby girl there's nothing i can do i can't take you with me miss Watkins tried her best to explain but Maya was relentless with her begging granny please i do anything can i just not hide at your, can i just not hide at your place no baby girl you can't hide at my place your mother unfortunately has to have you for the time being until we work to solve this entire ordeal for you grandma please no no please Maya kept at it sobbing and weeping the more her cries thundered in the car the guiltier mrs watkins felt she couldn't in good faith just hand over the child to a mother who she knew was completely incapable of raising the girl and that's when she decided uh jonah drive this fucking car now and they drove off with with maya and it said suddenly jonah took off into the sunset bearing down halsted avenue back to madison maya's cries diminished maybe god does answer prayers she thought so that's not gonna end well we're almost at the end of the book two more things happen and this is the part when i realized oh shit it's more to this book like i here i am thinking like okay quan about to wrap this up something gonna happen a fairy godmother gonna save the little baby you know fred creature gets framed for drug dealer i don't know something Mm -hmm. no first of all in prison they introduce us to a bunch of characters that are like friends with austin who's now you know in high spirits hoping to get out of prison until a evil corrupt ass uh prison guard guard. yeah prison guard stabs a dude in front of him and then you know austin like tries to save this man who's getting stabbed you know save his friend and ends up uh killing the guard because it's, it's self-defense so now he's got a possible murder charge in prison mm-hmm. and then th- this part this is the part that killed me it was like um uh the corrections officer didn't respond he just stood there fighting trying his best to wrestle for domination and control in the fight both men suddenly fell to the ground as they continued to tussle back and forth austin conjured up enough strength to roll the man over he quickly let the murderous corrupt corrections officer go for a brief moment threw a few punches into the man's face and the arm that held the knife without even thinking austin grabbed the knife and began to slice away at the man's neck blood splattered all over even on austin as the corrections officer clung for his life spewing out crimson blood from the open wound gaping in the middle of his neck austin stood up with the knife in his hand and gawked down at the dying corrections officer watkins put the knife down or we will shoot one of two guards standing feet away from austin screamed towards austin both guards had semi-automatic rifles pointed at the man 
drop the fucking knife in your hand and get down on your knees now austin completely shook up and terrified muttered it's not what you think i was definitely we are i was defending i guess defending myself we are going to tell you one last time Watkins, get down no officer please it's not what you pow 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 that's the last time we see austin austin what the we fuck we don't know if he did we don't know if he's alive we don't we don't know part two right part two as lavar burton would say you know don't take my word for it now i gotta read that shit right it's in the book and then the last twist comes out of nowhere right honestly god i like greenleaf couldn't have done it better okay come on um fred creature gets home uh her mom drops off um her two sons that she does care about um and all of a sudden a car pulls up okay uh as a ratchet as the ratchet mama rummaged her purse to pull out her pack of newports to hand her mama evelyn a square a silver nissan Altima zoomed up the street and came to a screeching halt at the corner where the ratchet pierce family had been standing fred quisha gazed into the car and recognized paulette one of her besties and her hairdresser and her 15 year old daughter quantas quantasia in the passenger seat all of a sudden paulette hopped out the driver's seat get out bitch fuck is you doing don't be scared now ho the enraged hairdresser bestie screamed at her daughter <laughs> her daughter who looked terrified still sitting in the passenger seat right fuck is going on paulette fred quisha nervously asked as she goggled her at her friend damn near dragged her daughter out of the passenger seat of her car bitch tell her what the fuck you just told me paulette commanded her daughter quantasia looked like she'd seen a ghost of, the ghost of michael jackson or some shit she looked around huffed and then stared at fred quisha look girl if you don't tell her what you just told me i'm finna fuck you up quantasia began to cry i'm pregnant okay fred quisha was silent and confused why was this big news to her tell her bitch everything tell her who her the daddy is quantasia lowered her head and slowly swayed side to side quamani bitch what quamani fred quisha spat with her scrunched up face yes bitch your 12 year old bad fat ass son got my daughter pregnant uh, uh, uh. the end y'all the, 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 like literally the that's end it. of the book i was like oh okay this will be ending all right about that about the author okay hunger games could never okay mm-hmm. harry potter did not end on a cliffhanger that good i Come guarantee on. you um we also did get questions from the chat all right um random question do you think you interviewing Quan before doing the review will temper how you the review you view the book in retrospect not for mm-hmm. me personally no you know like it's not like we became friends and shit i don't know that nigga i don't know his real name so uh we it was cool to do the interview and everything but mm-hmm. um i liked the book before i even talked to him um uh, but also you guys know i'm kind of in that lane of something can be black and not woke and i still enjoy it and i don't feel it's a reflection on all blackness mm-hmm. so um let's see if anybody else had any comments uh this is just a regular comment i just finished the book the other day it's too much smiley faces thank you uh as someone who hasn't read the book is it extremely comedic or are there some dramatic tense points like what can i expect this is from uh olafemi uh what do you think karen is the book uh comedic or there's some dramatic tense points it is some dramatic tense points a little bit of everything yeah i I don't think it's just a comedy i feel Mm -hmm. like it's not just a comedy i went in expecting just a comedy but i don't think i got just a comedy i really was concerned for some of these characters in a way i didn't think i would be agreed 
some uh fred's wait what is this fred's son i saw i so saw this as a stereotype of single moms raising her black queens oh yeah the stuff where uh it was like i'm gonna treat my sons good but my daughter bad um you know there's like stereotypes of that like uh which is interesting right because this is a book where Quan mills has decidedly decided like said that this black woman is evil she is using the system against a good man and a good man's family so that she can get benefits and live in this just terrible house and she's abusive and everything right but then that kind of is a recognition of the privilege that is handed down because she treats her sons great right her sons get the best of everything her daughter gets treated like shit so it's like uh kind of an interesting acknowledgement of male privilege within the black diaspora while also um having this uh antagonist that would you know trigger a lot of people's uh all the stereotypes that we hate to hear people talk about with black women um and lastly were these people in the book the author knows in real life or just to change names to protect the innocent he doesn't know these people Mm -mm. this is all fictionalized stuff he's the same way that um you'll see a video on black twitter of somebody like hitting their kid or some shit and then everybody will be like judging that person but there's a story there right he gets inspired by some of the same things so yeah i I, like i said you guys can check out the interview with him i think that's a great addendum to what we just did Mm talking about the book um you know would you um be interested in finishing the book karen or is this it for you like like not for review just in your own free time yeah i'll finish the book okay so you're gonna finish the series i want to finish it too i'm gonna buy yeah you you buy it i'll read it yeah i mean (laughs) i got the 198 okay all right (laughs) i know i'm a big ball i take care of mine you know thank you oh thank y'all so much for listening to our book review thank you for all your questions thank you for everybody popped up in the chat room yeah all your comments we appreciate y'all um we'll be back tomorrow tomorrow's our walking dead uh recap um so we'll be talking about that uh wednesday and then we'll do a big old like uh feedback show on saturday that will account for all this different stuff um and uh yeah enjoy the the interview because i think the interview is so uh interesting um and it'll make up for those two days we were off like that's a two-hour interview okay don't say i don't do anything for you guys all right until next time i love you i love you too